VanZantCoffee.com, the best locally roasted, best tasting coffee you can get. Order online at VanZantCoffee.com. Find us for sale at Pony Espresso in Canton. Uh, you can find us Brookshire's. You can find us uh, at CrossFit VanZant, CrossFit VanZant South. You can find us at Come and Take It in Athens, Texas. You can find us at Treehouse Cupcakes in Athens, Southern Brew in Edgewood, Bloom and Brew in Grand Saline. Our podcast is also sponsored by Protein Proletas, the best tasting post-workout ice cream in the world. You can buy these at CrossFit Van Zandt and CrossFit Van Zandt South. You can order them online at Proletas, P-R-O-L-E-T-A-S.com. All right, today on the show, we have the new coffee czar for Van Zant Coffee, <laughs> vice president of coffee operations and ambassador to uh, Van Zant County, uh, Tanner Lind. Tanner, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Coffee czar, huh? Coffee czar. <laughs> I'd like to start our podcast off with a question right off the bat. What is your favorite all-time musician or band? Let's talk about it. Um, all-time favorite. I would, I, I'll go with the Foo Fighters. For sure. Why? Um, I don't know. You know, same reason some high school sweethearts are still married. I guess. Uh, fell in love with them when at an early age, and it's carried on. Um, I remember they were one of my first big concerts. Um, uh, junior in high school, actually lied to my family uh that I was staying the night to study and work on some kind of school project that we made up at my friend Preston McMullen's house. All right. Yeah. So you had a school project that you made up. <laughs> yes. As a, a okay, a big And uh what really happened was this was like a Tuesday. We went and saw them and the transplants at the Coliseum Fair Park. Okay. Yeah. The indoor indoor. Yeah. Yep. And it was the one-by-one one tour, so right after that album had came out. Okay. So your family would not let you go to a con- – what's what's this – why did you have to hide it? So they might have let me go, but not on a – like a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So just to make sure you could definitely go, you made up an elaborate scheme that you had a project at Preston McMullen's house. Yeah, we were, we were partners on this project yeah. for – I don't know, English three or something, whatever, you know, whatever you have your junior year. And we had to work on it. And we, oh, it's going to take us all night. We got to do this. I'm going to just go with okay. him to school the next day. And what really happened was we uh, jetted to, to Dallas and well, saw right. the Foo Fighters. So school, went to school, 
tell everybody you're going to the concert after school. All right, you take over. Take me through it. Uh, well, we so we went by my house, um, kind of changed whatever went by his house. We headed immediately, and uh, got on the Interstate 20. Got on the Interstate 20. Who's headed driving? towards Dallas. Who's driving? Preston. Preston. Okay. Yeah. What kind of car? I think he's at the time still had his uh, yellow splash Ford Ranger, the splash edition. Two door Ford Ranger, step side, step side, splash, Set yeah. splash down the okay. side. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, so maybe people went to high school with me may re- may recall this, but I when I was a junior, I still was too young to have my license. So I I graduated at seventeen. So when we were juniors, I spent the first half of our junior year still fifteen. So yeah, I had to I had to get rides a lot of places, but. So he drove clearly, yeah. um, and I don't remember what time we got there. We we had a few beers on the way, maybe. Uh, Where would you have got these beers from? There's maybe some heroes who can rem- remain nameless amongst the Canton Canton crowd that uh, had access to them at the time. Who who was the bootlegger back then? The the bootlegger John David Crow. No, 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 not uh, John David. Was he he's a little older uh, <clears throat> from for me. The the biggest bootleggers back in my day. Jeff Knotts, Jared Grunke, those are some of my old. So mine were Josh Wyckoff and Chase Melton. Chase Melton and Josh Wyckoff coming uh, through with the booze. Coming through. Yeah, I remember Wyckoff. So much turning into a a business or something, you know, like had like a going rate. Yeah, I see you, Josh Wyckoff. You you mentioned him making a business out of it. This the, the first ever time I got drunk. It was a sleepover at Dustin Jeffcoat's house for his birthday. Yep. Uh-huh. Can't you know, typical thing when you're a teenager. Oh, we're gonna camp at the back of the woods. Yep. We hiked probably a half a mile through the woods to some county road at a rendezvous point. <laughs> and here's here's Josh Wyckoff and we all pitched in twenty bucks. I think we gave him like a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars. And here's Josh on the side of the road and we got a thirty pack of natural light and a fifth of black velvet whiskey. I don't know what happened to the other eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and that's back when stuff was like even way cheaper. Oh yeah, know? I think that Natty uh, Light was probably twelve dollars for a thirty. You pack. funded Josh's exploits for weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Okay, so you're on I twenty. You, you're passing booze and Terrell. You you got to go <laughs> off on eighty. You're getting close to Fair Park now. So then you yeah. exit and then take me through what else? Uh, well, you know. I mean, standard concert stuff. We we park, we're getting out, crowds amped up. Um, you know, at that time, the Foo Fighters, they had come out with, they had a couple of really good records. They had big breakout hit with My Hero. Mm-hmm. But that one-by-one one record, that was, the, that was all over at that time. I mean, it was, there was nothing else on mm-hmm. MTV or VH1. And I don't know if you remember the music video, but they, it ended with them playing in front of just a red backdrop with their silhouettes yeah. going crazy. So we, the, the crowd was super amped, and I can't remember the first act, but then the second, the second opening act was the Transplants. Is this your first concert? This is the first concert. Okay. First, first big concert, yeah. How many beers are in are you? Six or seven. Six or seven beers, yeah, 17 I'm years young old. young gun, young gun, yeah. Uh, smoking cigs. Rip, of course, six, of course. Marlboro Lights. No, probably cloves. I don't know. Cloves, we cigarettes. Were a, we were yeah. in a splash Ford Ranger. What do yeah. you want? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drinking Hennessy with some clove cigarettes. No, so um, the transplants were the second Oprah. I, I remember that. Uh, I'm not familiar with the, who the transplants are. So are. it's, I don't know who all was in it. I know Travis Barker's the drummer. The other guys were like some people from the from Rancid. It was just yeah. kind of a super group. They, I don't know if they ever even had a hit. Actually, they they had one hit, and it was uh, it was on a Garnier Fruit Teas commercial. You can you can insert it in the audio now if you want for people to know what song I'm talking about. But uh, I don't want to get sued, so no, you'd be fine. How's it go? I don't I don't remember. I just remember it was on a commercial, and when they played it, I was like, oh, I've heard that song. All right, watching so people wash their hair. So they finish. They finish. There's a lull. They're yes. getting they're getting set up. Everybody's amped. Are, no, you're not at Star Play. Are you on the lawn or like you're in? The, you're the in in the indoor this place. Is, this right? is the Coliseum, so there are there are the floor tickets, standing yeah. room only, and then some seating. We're on the floor. Okay. So initially, we're watching these bands. We're probably 
15, 20 yards in front of the sound booth, kind of dead center. Coliseum. It's not outdoor, though. No, it's just yeah, indoor. It's, it's indoor. Fair that's, so that's where I saw Prince. Okay. Um, uh, so, all right. There's a lull. You've never seen the Foo Fighters before. You've never seen a concert before, and the Foo Fighters about to come on. What do they open up with? They open up with one by one. The lights go down. Yeah. So the, to this day, one of the coolest stage shows I've ever seen. So they had a curtain blocking them, and it was like a almost kind of like an opaque. You could see through it a little bit, but the entire curtain had the lyrics to their entire album that they just released. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out, and the you know the dun 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 dun. And then as soon as they break oh, in, oh yeah, is that yeah. is that a that song? That's one by one. That's one by one. Dun, 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 so, dun, 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 dun. or that's all my life. Oh, my. The cool. album was one by one. So as soon as the the full band comes in and kicks yeah. in, that curtain, and I don't know how they did it because it 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 dropped faster than fabric would normally drop. Yeah. They had it rigged or something to jerk down. And I just remember we were maybe fifty yards from the front of the stage, mm-hmm. and within a few seconds we are eight feet from the front of the stage and you know you can't move your arms everybody's been to that rock concert right yeah and it i mean it was freaking awesome and i was a big fan at the time i mean they played i don't know probably an hour and a half and every every song was fantastic stuff you would you would heard on the radio my hero big me learn to fly monkey wrench monkey wrench yeah all all those um and then at the end, they kind of reprised with All My Life Again. Uh, and then they did the vi- the scene from the video. The whole LED backlight turned red, and all you could see were their silhouettes. And they just jammed out for probably two or three solid minutes, no vocals. Yeah. And it was it was fantastic. I left there on such, like, an emotional high. I mean yeah. that's what oh, made yeah. that's it made me want to learn to play guitar. That's what concerts do for you, man. That's oh yeah. Wow. But that's why. I, okay, so <laughs> to this day, still the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's plenty of other bands, singers, so but I just read Dave Grohl's autobiography, and I was a fa- I'm a I'm a fan of the Foo Fighters. I had the, fir- the only album I ever bought a, of theirs was the Monkey Wrench. Before streaming came out, you know, like, don't want to be your monkey. But, you know, he's obviously a drummer from Nirvana. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't play any Nirvana songs. No. 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 Which is not typical anyway, but um, well, that's awesome, man. I, I had heard that when their first album came out and he was touring that they w- would do some, but I think he got away from that as quickly yeah. as possible. Wanted to kind of just be his own person. One of the things that, like, I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan, and Axl Rose in particular is one of my is my favorite singer. And um, when I saw him, when him and Slash got to back together, the reunion happened. The first show was supposed to be at Coachella, so we got VIP tickets to Coachella. Okay. Me and my friend Chris Duke were gonna go. He's also a big Guns N' Roses fan. And uh, but anyway, they had like a surprise show at the Troubadour, like. They came out, and he, like, jumped off a monitor or something and broke his ankle. <laughs> and uh, so he was in the throne, but it was the same throne. He Dave Grohl lent him or gave it to him, the, his throne, because Dave Grohl broke his ankle or foot or something. So he had to do – Dave Grohl had to do a whole concert from from the seated position at some oh. for some tour. Okay. But Axel was seated at Coachella – and like in Dave Grohl's rock throne, it has like guitars and swords and stuff all the way around. It's crazy stuff. It's huge. It's like a. I think I remember seeing a photo and, um, of, the, of that. But it would come out like it was on like a, <laughs> uh, like a train track. It would like come out and come back. However, I've also you know I've seen Guns N' Roses you know four or five times. The first one was in 2006, but that was the best sounding Axel I've ever heard because he was seated. He had his breath, you know. He's yeah, get, he's getting yeah. older now, but usually he's running around stage, and he can, yeah. you know, you can barely carry a tune, you know. But you know, when he was 25, like back when Appetite for Destruction came out and Use Your Illusions and stuff, dude was the, a phenomenal singer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Now, you know, he's his 50s, 60s, maybe even now. I don't know, but 
definitely fifties. Yeah, people people post clips of him now, and they're yeah pretty critical. But I'm like, hey, look at his age and the life he's led. You know, yeah, I mean, look what he's doing, man. He's still singing. He still can sing great for under the circumstances. But yeah. I mean, you don't sing like that, and you're supposed to die. You know, like he <laughs> he should have been dead. You know, like yeah. all the greats like that. Yeah, were died young. You know, but now he's still there doing it, and he's not just casually singing. The dude's screaming and ripping his vocal cords and you're like how does he maintain that you know and and i mean it still sounds good but it does it's nothing like if you watch some old guns and roses clips from the early 90s and it's 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 incredible the the mm. the, the range well okay so what i'm sure anybody that knows you knows you love prince you love guns yeah. and roses mm-hmm. i could probably name your top five favorite bands but yeah so what I, but i want to know is what was your first concert Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, well, Fair Park. Uh, let me take take me back. Uh, Way back. It was the Toadies opening for the Wallflowers. <laughs> it was the first concert, and it was phenomenal. It and sounds phenomenal. And I don't remember much, um, but same situation. And I think I'm a f- I think I'm going into my freshman year, maybe. And uh, and I'm a guy that's been to a lot of concerts, man. I hate to brag on podcasts, you know. Like, it's, why do I even have a podcast? I just lo- love to talk about myself. <laughs> um, but you know, this is this is when one headlight came out. Dude. Okay, yeah, dude. This is like bringing down the horse. Sixth Avenue heartache. One headlight. One, two, three more. There's not a better album to drink beer to than. The Wallflowers, Bringing Down the Horse. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called, Bringing Down the Horse. It's got so many good jams on it. Uh, Michael Spruill and Patrick, they take me up to their their third their third level in their house. They had a badass pool table with with uh, uh, you know pockets. The first time I ever played on a pool table where the ball didn't disappear underneath, and you had to put change in to get the balls out you know like it had it had like leather uh woven pockets that the balls just went into anyway we'd play pool we'd drink beer they had a jukebox up there but michael would turn on that album and we'd just sit there and just listen and then the toadies had come out and you know i was a boy you know, eagle scout boy scout rumor had it the toadies lead singer was eagle scout you know and they're from a dallas band you know mm-hmm. and i'm sure they just they just linked up with the wallflowers there but they had the hits you know uh Possum Kingdom and and um, Tyler and those those songs. I come from the water. Anyway, they mm-hmm. I love them just as much. So I saw that, and I, I'm pretty sure I was with my brother and Crow, you know, and like Bridge Farmer, Daniel Bridge Farmer. we were, yeah, you know, I was just you know they they let me come along on some of those escapades. Of course, we're drinking beer the entire time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a wonder I can even remember any of that. But that was at the Starplex in Fair Park, and, you know, I've seen a hundred concerts there, I bet, and now it's, you know, it was Smirnoff Music Theater, Dos Equis Pavilion, now it's something else, Jexa mm-hmm. Energy Pavilion, and um, there's Whoever's some, got the money to bankroll yeah, it, there, yeah. there's other good places. I just saw the Rolling Stones in uh, the Cotton Bowl there, and I saw Prince in mm-hmm. the, in the, um, the Coliseum. In the, in, yeah. It was yeah. called the Fair Park Music. I don't know what it was called at the time, but it wasn't Music called. Music Hall or something. Yeah, Music Hall. And then, um, you know, American Airlines is kind of shitty. Like, it's kind of hard to, the sound is tough there, uh, especially if you're not like, yep. right up on the stage. If you're on yeah. the back, dude, like I saw Pearl Jam mm-hmm. and Red Hot Chili Peppers there and a Tom Petty a few times. But, like, if you don't have a good seat, the sound is terrible at American Airlines. Yeah. Um, and, and, with arenas, you also run the the problem of the 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 stage can only go f- so far back, and then mm-hmm. where do the money grabbers stop selling seats to where you you're not even really looking at the stage, right. you're looking at a, a side view of How just what, e- yeah. equipment and crap. But it's funny you t- you're talking about Starplex. So when we saw the Foo Fighters at the Coliseum, I think they were probably big enough they could have sold that out. But they were at the Coliseum because that same night Jimmy Buffett oh, yeah. was at the at Way the bigger, bigger draw. Yeah. yeah, and I just remember Dave, uh, you know, at, 
all ragging on Jimmy Buffett and it, and I mean, you know, everybody, his whole crowd too at the time, that was kind of like a edgier punk rock. Wait, I mean, Dave, who do you mean? Dave oh, Grohl, Dave Grohl was yeah. ragging on Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, ragging on Dave, him. Yeah. F, F Jimmy Buffett. And, you know, we were too, like, yeah, to hell with Jimmy Buffett. Now, <laughs> I, I think Dave Grohl and Jimmy Buffett have recorded songs together. Yeah. Probably own an island somewhere together. But, right. Um, yeah, so going back to different venues, the, apparently the best sound stage in Dallas is Trees. It's in Deep mm-hmm. Ellum, right? Oh, yeah. So I've seen a f- few shows there. So now, like, I'll go to, you know, if it's my favorites, I'll go to these big shows, you know, and who cares? I'll go to them. But I really like to try to find artists that are still playing like Trees and the Continental Club in Austin because I really like the intimate show mm-hmm. of the club, you know, because the, the sound's better. You can meet the artist afterwards usually, you know. Actually, in Dave Grill's book, he talks about Nirvana playing Trees and like how... Um, how good it sounded, probably. Kurt Cobain... Uh, I don't know if he punched a security guard or did something. And the dude was like, I'm waiting on your ass. And, like, was outside <laughs> with, like, a whole b- bunch of friends. And Dave said he just jumped in a car. And jetted. And somehow, I don't know what happened, but it's in the book. But anyway, it talks about trees. Though, I feel back, like I've heard, back I've heard that story, but I've never read the book. But trees, I, in my opinion, it's it's funny you brought that up. To me, that's one of the best sounding places a band can play mm-hmm. i mean it's not going to fit a lot of people but there's something about that building the way it was built or something yeah. it, it sounds phenomenal i've been to a couple of shows there but butch walker is like one of my favorites a uh, little less known guy he's a he's mainly a producer produces like weezer panic at the disco mm-hmm. he's done some taylor swift stuff pink uh but he's got a bunch of solo albums, and I really love him. And he's he's a hell of a performer. I saw him at Scoot Inn in Austin. I've seen him uh, at the Kessler Theater in, in um, uh, the neighborhood over there, uh, <laughs> Oak Cliff yeah. in um, Bishop Arts District. And then um, um, I've seen him a couple other times. First time I saw him was in New York City, the Beacon Theater with with Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams, it was like a benefit. Ryan Adams was supposed mm-hmm. to play, but I was at West Point. I couldn't stay. I had to get back by a certain time. So I yeah. saw this guy named Butch Walker playing this. He had a al- album called Letters, which is still my favorite. And he was playing, and he was just so energetic and badass. And I was like, man, I became a fan that day. And everything he's put out since I've loved and, and um, just kind of seen him. We've also saw him at Gilly's. Um, in Dallas, Ashley and I had front row seat seats for that. Uh, but that's really, a good really sounding venue too. Yeah, Gillies. Yeah. yeah, I saw Slash's band there. I saw Wilco there. Oh wow! Uh, Black Crows. Okay. Seen there, I, 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 dude, I might have been at that Black Crows show. Yeah, I've seen the Black Crows there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Bingham, um, na- nameless. Pe- uh, yeah. You know, tons of people at Gillies. Great, great sounding place. Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you a different question now, though, because there's a lot of, you know, we're talking about our first concert, all these old concerts we've been to. Have you been to any shows that you're, like, ashamed now? You, you, looking back on it, you're like, that's kind of embarrassing that I paid money to go see that. <sighs> well, <laughs> I mean, not really. Uh, I don't think so. I mean... I like Justin Timberlake. I like him, you know, and jo- and George really likes him, and Ashley really loves him, and we w- went and saw, got like tickets. I think it was at American Airlines or Cowboys Stadium. I can't remember. We sat behind the stage, but he okay. like he would like turn around and come, you know. But it made jo- it worth it, yeah. But George like fell asleep halfway through his set, oh. and like was just passed out. He had the headphones on and everything. And of course, it's like you know, it's like ten o'clock. And uh, you know he's like three, four, you know. <laughs> anyway, it was it was a good concert. Um, we saw Ash and I went to Beyonce in okay at <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and that shit was crazy. It was it was phenomenal. And, wow. Uh, there's yeah. there's plenty of artists like that that I'm I don't maybe drive down the highway, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not I'm not sitting by the campfire drinking a beer listening to them, but I bet their live show is worth it. 
Yeah. Just because of the the performance, I mean the theatrics involved. Yeah, if you love if you like theater, hell, that's yeah. all that's what it that's is. What it is. And if you're at that level at that point, you know. Yeah. But I just had to ask because you know somewhere out there there's somebody who has to answer the question, what was your first concert with, with they have to look yeah. you in the eyes and say it was Millie Vanilli. Right. <laughs> well, which I'd go see right now, you know. But Ashley, I think Ashley saw New Kids on the Block her first time. Uh, oh man. Um I went in in junior high. We went to some club, some kids like eighteen and below club at like in Dallas somewhere because we thought Vanilla Ice was going to perform. <laughs> Heard a rumor. It was me and like Keith Ragel, Corley Ragel, like, yeah, Chance <laughs> Hazel. But anyway. We heard a rumor yeah. Yeah. Vanilla Ice was going to be here. Because, like, he, you know, he lives – he apparently lives here. Um, all right. So now tell me a little about yourself. You – you, you, we we hired you at Van Zandt Coffee. Uh, how's that been so far? I mean, uh, f- only tell the truth. I mean, I know you, you can only say so much. Yeah, turn – I mean, you know, yeah, turn your headphones off. I'll, I'll, I'll answer honestly. No, it's been phenomenal. It's great. Um, probably, it's probably better than I could have expected. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, obviously I'm, I, you know, now I believe in what I'm doing as a, not that you can, you can have any job in the world. I mean, there are people that are janitors that believe in what they're doing, but I've always loved coffee. Um, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but before me and Anna even got married, I managed a Starbucks and that's how Anna got into working at Starbucks Mm -hmm. originally. And, I went away from that um, and started at, a, you know, a company. I stayed there for a long time. And uh, so it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, just get back on and go. There's a there's a lot of things that are coming at me every day about, about coffee and, and about what we do that, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. So You and Anna met at Starbucks? You all both worked there? <laughs> no, um she so she started working i knew i knew the manager at the store she started at and i called and said hey um she wants to she wants to work at starbucks and i she can't work at mine because it'd be a conflict of interest and so she started i I worked in terrell she started at the one in forney oh okay so you called your buddy and said hey and it wasn't much longer that then she she was running one down downtown dallas at the chase tower or something like that and and then I was off in, you know, in the corporate world, doing mm-hmm. whatever, wearing a tie. Clip on or like full? No, I, t- I, w- I would tie ties. Hey, plug that in on the wall if you don't mind. You got yeah, it. You can probably keep headset on. Just <laughs> um, so you tie the ties. Okay, cool. Always hated wearing a tie. I got it. I don't know if you how big your neck is. My neck is huge, so like it's hard to find a shirt. For me, it has the uh, like an 18-inch neck. Yep. And then it's not like a triple XL. So we, yeah, it, yeah, we have the same problem. I have a 19-inch neck. So. Golly. Well, I just measured mine again. It's 19.1 inches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, so at West Point, my uh, uniforms would always I'd have like they made like a little bungee strap that you could put on there. But anyway, it's. Tie, tie and tie sucks, but it's good. I mean, I remember having a clip-on when I was a little kid, but <laughs> um, nothing against clip-ons, man. And if you're a yeah. police officer, it needs to be a clip-on because somebody can grab it and yeah, control your yeah. neck. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it's a bow tie, I'm still going clip-on. Yeah. I'm not tying a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you talking about that? Anybody listening can think yeah. what they want of me, but I'm not tying a bow tie. Right. But I'll tie a real tie, yeah. But no – uh yeah, coffee's been awesome. Uh it like I said, better than I could have thought. Awesome. Well you've been doing a good job, man, so far and, and uh appreciate you taking the job. <laughs> really I do. It's been fun. <laughs> you know, could have hired a complete stranger. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Yeah, true. Like, See you on Monday, Bob. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh. No, it's good. Uh yeah. Well, <laughs> Did you grow up in Canton your whole life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. I feel like I have because, you know, when you 
spend your formidable years in a small town that it makes you feel that way. But uh, we moved to Kent, and I was in the sixth grade. I started junior high here. Prior to that, we lived uh, in a little place called Pleasant Grove. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went to elementary school. Don't remember much of that, you know. Um, I remember a couple of my – I remember my kindergarten teacher's name and my girlfriend's name at the time. But Was it hard leaving your friends up in fifth grade to go to Canton? Yes, I I feel like uh, I had two or three good friends mm-hmm. and I played little league football. You know, I started flag when I was four, so I played football with a couple of kids up there. had a had a couple of them in and out of classes each year through elementary school and stuff. So when I moved, there were a couple where I, I even though I was young, I remember thinking this this is gonna suck so bad. Like I yeah I don't have my I don't have my homies like. The girl, the only girlfriend I've had, which, and even then, you know how it is in elementary school. I don't even think we spoke a single word to each other. It was just yeah. from across the playground, like looking, looking. So, um, Ash and I are still like that, but oh yeah, I, that's <laughs> good. That's a good thing. <laughs> Hopefully, she didn't hear you. But uh, yeah, when we moved, I thought it was going to suck terribly, and it did. Probably the first year, um, little league football, uh, sixth grade here was I was on the worst team. Are you all, st- all the good kids were on the Cowboys. Yeah. And oh, I, God, and I, yeah. Yeah. There were, and I was on a team called the Salty Dogs. I remember that team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made us change our name to the Jets because we were green and white, and apparently they had an issue with a Little League football team being named after a cocktail. That's what that was named, Salty Dogs. Yeah. I remember hearing that yeah. name and being like, what the Fun. hell is a Salty Dog? I was on the Eagles in Little little Wee football. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Salty dog. It's like a grape. It's like grapefruit. Did you graduate high school in 2003? Yep. Okay, so you're one year behind. One year behind you. No one's in the background is George Dean taking his dirt bike gear off. (laughs) Uh, Do you are you still in contact with anybody from any friends? Those three friends from Pleasant Grove? No, no. Y'all lost. Y'all lost touch. Even in the age of Facebook, you've lost touch. Uh, so well, there's one that I'm still friends with on Facebook, but. Probably only because he uh, he wound up playing football in the NFL, so it's fun to follow him. Yeah, um, his name was Terrell Brown. Uh, he he was so when we we played for a little league football team in in Mesquite, uh, they're called the Hornets. Mm-hmm. I was a fullback and he was the tailback, so we were bros, right? And uh, he ended up playing. He played at North Mesquite, then he played at UT. Uh, he was on the 2005 national championship team, and then. He went and played for the 49ers and a couple other NFL teams for a while. But, um, yeah, we, we're not in touch, I would say. I just follow him on Facebook because it was interesting to see somebody I, I grew up with playing professional football. As coffee czar, you should reach out to him and get him to do a promo for Van Zandt Coffee. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll pay him a couple bags of coffee, maybe a hat. Okay. See if he's in, See if he's up for it. I don't know. Um I'm sure he would be. Maybe he's got some fans. We gotta use every angle, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> sometimes, for a split second, I feel bad with like, you know, I talk better, veteran owned. You know, I kind of lean on like CrossFit Vans Ant logo has like the Ranger tab mm-hmm. in it, and like mm-hmm. trying to lean on like my service or. So, but in a minute, like. I don't feel bad after that because I'm like, man, it's hard out here being mm-hmm. a small business owner. I got mm-hmm. every angle I can get. I'm going to use it. Yeah. And Well, not only that, this this is what I'll say and you could have your you know, it might be a, it might be one thing if uh somebody's signs up and then a year later is dishonorably discharged for something. Yeah. And then they and then <laughs> they spend the rest of their life, you know, I'm a veteran and and loud and proud, which they they still could be, you know, they still signed up. But I, from talking to you, just you know, we're having beers and we, and we get to talking about stuff. And it, there there are guys who've been to war and they're closed off about it. You're pretty open about it. Mm-hmm. And man, listening to your stories, honestly, you sh- there's n- there should be no shame in the tagging oh. the veteran game. None of those stories are true. Oh, okay. Well, in that <laughs> in that case, I gotta go. But no, I uh, I would yeah. th- I think it's more than fair to say you've earned well, the right. Thank you, man. To Appreciate say, 
hey, appreciate this is, this is veteran owned. I've, you've earned that label uh, <laughs> tenfold, in my opinion. Well, thank you. This next song is by Toby Keith. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. Wow. Well, we're having a couple of cold Modellos. Yeah. I've been I've been on the Modelo train for a little bit. I can tell. Um, not proud of it. You know, <laughs> not, so, not something happened, man. COVID happened, dude, and I just like, man, the Modelos look good. You know, I never really, just got you know, on a kick. I didn't never know the difference between a Special and and uh, what is it, Negro? Uh, the black one. Yeah, it's way darker. Yeah, I think it's called Negro. Okay, no, I'm not not a racial slur. All right, um, but the Special. Um, they're both good, but the especial man is especially delicious. I'm I'm digging it. So at first I was like, uh, okay, whatever. But now it's now it kind of goes hand in hand with Sam. Well, you need a fresh. Yeah, let's let's get okay, it. Let's, okay, let's crack another one. This podcast proudly brought to you by yeah. Modelo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Modelo and Ben Gay. Uh, <laughs> you got sore muscles. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, and uh, I've got to get back on, and, and we will get back on. You we're going to start scheduling people and uh, okay. getting some good interviews. Yeah, you started. I think my. I think b- before we even talked to numbers, I think when I interviewed you, are you going to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've. This is. I think this is episode twenty-three. Wow. I think. Wow. Could be twenty-one. You know, yeah, I've had I want to say it was done 22, though. Okay. I've had people tell me your podcasts are interesting, so. <laughs> thanks, for li- <laughs> thanks for lying to everybody. Now this, now we just lost all credibility. <laughs> no, I had somebody t- the other day, one of my members was like, hey, you know, um, and Brian Irwin this morning, was, I told him we were going to do a podcast. He's like, yeah, they send me updates, you know, whenever they upload. And, and I just got my bill from Podbean, which Podbean is my whoever my dealer on the podcast game that you have to pay yeah. to get like it get like it uploaded platform. platform it's like $300 a year it's like $350 a year so I saw that bill come through I was like well shit I need to do a podcast you know and get my money's worth yeah that'll get you back in the podcast uh, game yeah anytime and man I like it I love listening to podcasts and, and man it's so fun to do them that and I want to get somebody a couple of hey, a couple of my if you know these people talk to them Tanner and all you guys out there, but um, John Crow, John David's gonna, we're gonna do one uh, pretty soon. As soon as I get him out here at the Lost Cody Ranch Bar, <laughs> Pooh Welch is somebody I've been working on. I wanna, that would be an awesome one. I, I want to get Big Pat Sproul, uh, Patrick's dad. Patrick's been on two or three of my episodes. Uh, I want to get Michael on there. Um, I want to get my dad which is going to be the epitome of that would be a great one interviews for me mm-hmm. you know just emotionally and, and whatever I I'm think a, I think you should yeah uh do you your dad and Luke all at the same time Oh that would be good It's hard to do three people just because right. you know everybody I guess with me as a moderator maybe that'd be easier um Yeah I want to do that I love to do CrossFit members but you know I hadn't still hadn't had Brian Irwin on. I would get him on. You know, he still has the first bag of Van Zant coffee that I ever sold. He bought wow. it, and he still has the bag. Okay. So. Yeah, I remember when you. I remember seeing on your on your Facebook or whatever you first started roasting just these handwritten bags. I didn't know what I was and doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew how to roast coffee, but I, yeah. you know, I, I didn't know how to package anything. And and uh, think about those bags. I, I had to. I get them from China. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously we all hate China. Down with China. Uh, I don't know why, but um, politically, but I have to order 10,000 of those things mm-hmm. at a time. And it's a big chunk of money for me. And then you put the order in and it takes m- like months. It takes like, you know, six months to get them in. And with COVID, that shipping fiasco, um, we just now got that ordered in here lately. Gosh. Um but, you know, then you look back and you're like, damn, I've sold 10,000 bags of coffee. That's you know, and yeah. So I've ordered that th- three times. Wow. Okay. 
in my lifetime. So well, that's good. To in know. the lifetime of Van Zandt coffee. So after I stopped handwriting them, I ordered them. I got the things in. I, I reordered. So now we're on our third. So third. after this one, we know we sold thirty thousand bags. Thirty thousand bags of coffee. It's pretty impressive. We're not Starbucks, and we're not yeah. we're not sexy. We're not Black Rifle Coffee. We're not as sexy as those guys, but we're pretty sexy. <laughs> I mean, we're not on that level, but we might be one day. Look, the co- the coffee's there. I mean, it's Dude, it's great. Ha- look, I will put Hondo Sidekick and Colombiana versus any coffee in the world. Yeah, in the world. And we meet you and I are going to go to some of these roasting uh, expos and stuff, and we're going to put our stuff up and get it graded, and okay. see what the result. I mean, obviously, if it, the results are poor, we're not going to say anything. But <laughs> you know, and who knows? It might be a money thing where you have to like buy sponsorship, buy ads, you know, and like we're not going to do any of that bullshit. But like yeah. we're going to get them graded and put them mm-hmm. up against legit, you know, so-called legit people because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And Kevin knows what he's doing. You know what you're doing, and I be- the magic. You know, Flo Farrell said the magic is in the bean. Yeah, the magic is in the bean. We're not trying to add stuff to it. We don't want to add Texas pecan artificial flavoring. bologna flavoring. You know, <laughs> you have a hazelnut. No, we don't have a hazelnut pan or is your or whoever Karen or you know insert whoever asked for. Do you have a light coffee? That's I don't like a strong coffee. Can we put some creamer in it? Like no, look, great coffee that's freshly roasted. Like let's just enjoy it for what it is, mm-hmm. and it's healthy, man. No sugar, no cream, straight black coffee, zero calories, <laughs> little caffeine. Well, th- here's the salesman coming out and me, but I I don't care how they drink it. I just want them to drink it. There you go. You can also, drink, you that. can drink it anyway. I, I drink it black. I, I mean, I have. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, on my way to my commute every morning, I'd stop and see my wife and yeah, get a get a small drip, which was is Colombiana. Yeah, I mean that's how I started that every pony day. Es- pony espresso. Pony espresso. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, that's my wife Anna, uh, who manages the Canton spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. So I've always been a I've always liked it black, but I don't care how I don't care how you drink it. You just need to drink no, it. No doubt. And um, yeah, don't don't get don't get it mixed up. Our our partners that sell our coffee, they're bar- they're professional baristas and they yeah. can make an incredible drink with a bunch of different components. One of our the main components being that coffee, but if you're a if you're a, a coffee purist <laughs> a purist. And, and you want to taste the difference between different yeah. roasts, you need to drink it black. Yeah. And There's only one way to do uh, a cupping is what, what they call it, you know. Um, I mean, if you go to a distillery, uh, they're going to let you sample all the all the whiskeys mm-hmm. that they're making. You're not going to order one with Coke, right? right. Even, you know, so it's the same thing when people because come one, in. one, you're not 16. Right. And two, yeah, but yeah, I get it. And two, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna taste something in its truest form, it's got. Right, do you like whiskey, bourbon, and stuff? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> this is actually an intervention. We're, well, we're <laughs> we're just. I feel like we're just hanging out having beers, and I thought that was a dumb question, but then I remembered, oh, we're on a podcast, so. Well, yeah. Well, what is your what is your flavor? Uh, you know, I think probably my go-to, Knob Creek. Or, yeah. or Woodford Reserve, those are two like shelf staples at my yeah. house. I'm kind of weird with liquor. Uh, I'm seasonal, so right now I'm coming out of the tequila rum phase, and I'm get and then it's that first little cold snap. Then I'm on the bourbon. Seasonal. I think yeah. that's called a professional. I professional. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've been at it yeah. a long time. I love I love tequila. It's it's probably my. But as far as. Um, I like bu- I like Buffalo Trace as far as uh, bourbon goes. I'm just I don't drink it often, you know. Only if somebody's like, let's drink bourbon, <laughs> you know. Like, okay, let me change my whole. You gotta make it a point. Yeah, like uh, let me. Okay, let me. Sl- first of all, let me slow down because like, you know, with beer, it's like, 
I'm thirsty, you know, like yeah. I'm trying to just drink, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to drink like copious amounts of this stuff and like bourbon. It's like, okay, if you're thirsty, you do not need to drink that because, you yeah. know, you're going to wind up naked in the ditch somewhere. Yeah. Um, more still thirsty. Yeah. Drink it, <laughs> drink it slow. <laughs> yeah. It's so spicy. Why is it so spicy? Um, I'll mix it up a little bit, uh, you know, old fashions and stuff like that. I don't, I just don't, I don't want you to get this image of me walking around at Christmas time in like a smoking jacket, just <laughs> drink, drinking yeah. straight bourbon nonstop. But, uh, yeah, I'll mix it up a little bit, but, uh, you can, you can never go wrong with beer. There's a, there's a, uh, hey, probably hold off. No, you may need to get that. I don't know. Hold all calls, uh, <laughs> during the podcast. So there's, I have a, have a, uh, for speaking of Christmas, I have a uh, eggnog recipe I got out of like Men's Journal one year, and it had like a carton of eggs. Okay. You know, and you and you separate them. Um, you, it had Hennessy, so, so cognac. <laughs> okay. And it had Maker's Mark, and it was the most potent. It was good, but oh. it was just straight eggs. I mean, it was it was real. Like it was, it was a hundred percent. There's nothing store. I mean, it's not yeah. the eggnog you buy in the store, which you know tastes like sugar and tastes. Yeah. You know, of course, you add sugar to this. You know, you do all. I mean, it's from. It's a great recipe from Men's Journal. Just look at it. Just Google it. So what? You do you you just use the egg whites or the egg yolks? You use both. Both. Okay. Yeah, you have to mix one up, and you got to add a bunch of stuff. Then you beat in the you beat in the egg whites, and it creates like a fluff on it. It's what? it's a it's a okay. whole deal. I mean, it's it's a long process, too long. So there's there's a couple <laughs> there, <yeah. laughs> too, too long. There's a couple of funny library Christmases parties we, I'd go to, and uh, you know, Rachel and Linda, my 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 mom's uh, brother and his wife, and it would you know be like Sam's making the eggnog, you know, and I'd be in there like making you know, he's just slaving <laughs> over, it, you know. And, like, three people would drink a glass of, you know, drink a little cup of it, and they'd be like, all right, what's next? You know, it's like, Does it <laughs> it, I mean, I, I would spend less time, like, preparing the turkey, maybe. Yeah. Uh, is that because it, people don't like eggnog, or is this really not that good, and you're just? Uh, you know, I just think people are not big eggnog fans. Okay. You know, because it is a lot. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, we're talking straight, like, raw eggs with <laughs> bourbon and Hennessy. It's kind of a meal. It's a meal. <laughs> and, like, who's, like, you know. Damn, I love that eggnog. Like, you can't drink a lot of it. It's yeah. protein, man. That's true. It is a meal. That's exactly. very true. And how did it get so popular? And who's drinking more than, like, their fair share of it? <laughs> you know, who's who's drinking, like, a 20-ounce eggnog? Yeah. you never been to a party and the, and the eggnog's gone. Yeah. And yeah. You go to, <laughs> go to a party, it's like, let's go get some more eggnog. Um, but I would make, because it, it, it would make a whole, like, a whole like big bowl of it mm-hmm. so like we never finished it you know it was always yeah. just like well let's just dump this shit out look now now <laughs> i really want a glass of eggnog <laughs> and i, I want to throw on like a a jacket and walk outside and then maybe we make a campfire the the problem is it's like 95 outside still right now um yeah I, and you said earlier that you wanted to uh you wanted summer to be over and that I just want to be able to be comfortable around a campfire, just cold enough to where right. you're not sweating. Right. And um, normally, I'm the last person to say that. I I like summer and I like to be on the water and you know going to the lake, going to the ocean. But this summer's just been so dry; it's yeah. miserable. It feels like we're in West Texas up until we had the the the, the flood the of 2022. Hun- the hundred year flood. Yeah. What's up with this extreme weather, man? Like we have these tornadoes, we got snow apocalypse. Now we have it's this de- flood. I, it's definitely Biden controlling the weather. It's Biden. It's Biden. This is now a political podcast. Uh, <laughs> refer to Facebook for all your political commentary. Um, yeah, that, that that that. Hey, Freckles, can you be a little quieter on that bone over there? Jeez, that's Freckles doing the bone. Uh, sounds in the background. No, but it it has been crazy. I mean, you had the the mm-hmm. huge freeze, then this ridiculous drought that made summer miserable. And everybody then, sold their cows. Yeah, everybody's selling cows. Nobody has grass. And then uh, all of a sudden, a flood, and every everybody's ponds are full, and the grass is green again. It's crazy. 
So that's why I said I, I'm kind of just like the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm not ready for summer to be over, but I'm ready to put that behind me and maybe just have some normal, like, hey, let's chill around the campfire. And Now you, now I want eggnog, thanks to you and your yeah. eggnog. And I've got a boatload of um, firewood now, so, like, I want to burn some wood, mm-hmm. and um, I'm looking forward to those fires for some reason. Yeah. And, yeah, football, damn, football's starting this week. Yep. We got tomorrow really a lot of college games on and then friday and then saturday and then nfl stuff sunday there may be a thursday night nfl game i'm not sure um it's the cowboys year this year <laughs> as always hey what's the deal why are you a big u- why are you a big university of texas fan what how'd, uh, how'd that happen man why why are you not that's a better question I don't know. Just I mean, uh, I'll cheer for them if nobody, if you know, if they're not playing A and M. But yeah. I don't know A and M because my my brother and my dad they yeah. went there. But yeah, well, you kind of have to, you know. Yeah. It's like Anna's family. Uh, you know, gr- grandfather and and brother were all all in the marching band at OU. So that's a have to situation. I don't know with Texas. I guess because um, I I wasn't necessarily always. I remember. When I when I was in younger high school, like freshman or sophomore, I was a big Nebraska fan. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why is they had this quarterback named Eric Crouch. He won yeah. the Heisman. Triple option. And just loved watching him run that offense. I mean, it was fantastic. He he was born for that offense. But after that, um, you know, I think it was probably in come the Vince Young years, Colt yeah. McCoy. I was still young, impressionable, whatever. Look, let's just – I won't beat around the bush anymore. There's nothing better than that color. And I, Burnt orange, yeah. yeah. Dude, there's not. There's nothing better. Okay. So maybe it was the dude, uniform that how got good me. Was I don't the, know. How good was Vince Young in college? That dude was incredible. Dude, I, I, can, I can rewatch that championship game against mm-hmm. Southern Cal. To this day, I'll still get goosebumps. That was one of the most phenomenal things. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the, I can't even tell you, like, you know, people say, that, like, all these terrible tragedies, where were you? And I, But to this day, the 2005 game is like that for me. It's a marker. I can tell you where I was and who was there. Where were you? I was at Pastor Mark Moore's house. Philip's dad. Philip's dad. And uh, he had kind of a watch party. Mm-hmm. And I don't know entirely how many people were there. But my my buddy and later roommate and band bandmate Evan Van Hoy, his him and his dad were there. His dad's Texas alum, and his dad cried. It was monumental. Cried. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Then you had you know Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel for A and M. Of mm-hmm. course, didn't win a national championship. Mm-hmm. That dude was also great in college. He's kind of like the Eric Crouch at Nebraska yeah. thing. He he was just f- so much fun to watch. Yeah, and I'm of course I'm not an A and M fan, but it's undeniable. Yeah, he, he, he was fantastic yeah. to watch. When when are A and M and UT gonna play against each other again? Why did they get? Why did they stop doing that? That's crazy. Y- you know, uh, crazy. Just bitter, I guess. Bitterness on both sides. It's kind of silly. You know, A and M leaves for the SEC and then. There, it could have obviously went on. I think there was a lot of hope that cooler heads would prevail and they would keep playing each other. Yeah, I'll tell you this much: Thanksgiving is a, not what it used to be. Yeah, well, I remember as a kid going. My dad took us to the game, and I was on actually got on TV. Uh, like you know, the sportscasters were scanning, and like me and Luke were like yelling at one time. Mm-hmm. But that was a, a huge deal. You know? Oh yeah. And I don't, you know, even people who aren't huge college football fans, or maybe they are like Texas Tech fans or Baylor, that was a Thanksgiving thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you grew up in Texas, Thanksgiving later that afternoon meant the Cowboys, and then that evening, the Texas Texas yeah. A&M game. It was That's a staple. Yeah, Cowboys always play now, and then also the Detroit Lions. Play. Lions, yeah. Which who gives a shit? But that's always the, <laughs> right, that's always right. the early game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so those are during the day, and then that night, Texas, Texas A&M. And then I remember Texas was going to, like, keep it up for a while, but they were going to play Tech, and then they moved it to, oh, it's going to be on Friday night now. And now I think 
currently they play whoever they can schedule on like a Saturday. I think A&M plays LSU, which is a decent rivalry. I saw them play each other at the Cotton Bowl one year, and LSU just destroyed them. Yeah. That was the that was like a year or two before mm-hmm. they went to the SEC. I didn't realize how big of a, a rivalry Texas and OU was until mm-hmm. I got invited by a friend to go to the game mm-hmm. at Cotton Bowl, and it was it was it was insane the mm-hmm. uh, level of um, so crazy that <laughs> I, at one time Ash and I were looking, we're like, man, we should get it like a condo in Fair Park. You know, over there and like lease it out because yeah. you could make all your money back oh, yeah. on that weekend yeah. because that Absolutely. weekend is nuts, man. Absolutely, and even I don't know what year you went. I've I've been to that game several times, and you know, and if you're a Texas fan or an OU fan, you just call it the game. Are you going to the game? Uh, I've been to that game several times, and the bet the the craziest, most intense atmosphere is when they both come in undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, if because it's it's always the, usually always the second Saturday in October. So they've played four or five games depending on the schedule. If one of them drops one early, it's still an awesome game and it's still amped up. But if they both come in undefeated, oh, dude. Huge. That's the freaking Super Bowl for Texas OU yeah. fans. And the, the energy level is so through the roof. That was one of my worst times as a Texas fan was there left at halftime. I, re- I went with a, a Ryan Hall. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I think I know. Uh, it was, I felt terrible because it was his first time. So he'd gone a few times in the past, and then we went. Uh, my brother-in-law had his senior year marching for OU, blew a huge wad of money on tickets, like 10th row up, 40-yard line, so Anna could see her brother march his last year. The very next year, I'm I'm like, she's like, I don't really care about going. I'm like, well, I'm going to buy tickets, and you never buy one, you know. Mm-hmm. You buy them in a pair. I told my buddy Ryan, I said, I got tickets. You know, they're like second tier, whatever, let's go. And that was the year that OU set the record for <laughs> winning by the most points. I think at halftime it was like, God, 42 to 7. It was a thrashing, yeah. a, just a throbbing. We left at halftime and just went and got a Fletcher's corn dog and <laughs> groveled in our misery. But, <laughs> That's um, but yeah, I've, I've just always been a Texas fan, I guess, from mid-high school on. Maybe it's just – we'll blame it on the color. Well, yeah. It's hard being an Army football fan, you know. And um, But they've been good the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. I'm always hopeful, you know. When I was – Actually, at West Point, it was the worst. I think it was the worst four-year span of the football program since its inception back in, like, the <laughs> 1800s. And uh, anyway, but it's been good. Uh, as long as we can be – we only care about beating Navy. Right, and then right. Air Force is obviously – you know, we don't really care about that, but we'll still beat them and enjoy it. That game now is, that is played at Texas Rangers Ballpark. Army Air Force? Army Air Force. Okay. On opening weekend of deer season, oh. but Boog and I were running that race in West Virginia that weekend. So, I we Ashton, George, and I went last year. But um, is this the hundred mile overnight? Yeah, it's a hundred mile deal. Hopefully, I can get new PR sixty six miles mm-hmm. slash. Who knows? We'll and see. Boog runs the whole hundred. Yeah, he, he's already done it twice. That so dude's he, insane. Yeah, he's a he's an animal. Yep. He's so maybe a different I'll, type of animal. I'll run the tailgate or something, you know. Well, we need we actually need <laughs> another guy. I think so. Consider yourself in, uh, Bug, if you're listening to this. Tanner's in as the. Um, anyway, it's the pit crew. It's a crew. <laughs> pit crew. I forgot what you call it. Crew. Pit crew, maybe. I uh, I need to see a job description for pit crew. You, you ever <laughs> been to West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's different. It is a little different. A funny yeah. story. So Patrick Sproul, me, and Bug walk into this T-shirt shop in downtown, like Oakwood or some some like really run downtown. And this guy's on the phone. You know, it's middle of the day. He sees us walk in. He's on the phone with somebody. He goes, "I'm gonna have to call you back." And, like <laughs> hung the phone. Like I thought he was gonna murder us, or you know, he's like, "What are these gay guys doing in here?" You know and Anyway, it was a weird deal. Were, we, you, got, were you wearing your running tights? 
We didn't. Well, just three guys walking around, you know. Yeah. It's just like the middle of the day. It's like, <laughs> what's going on in West Virginia? You know, the guys like oblivious. You know, no one knows there's uh-huh. a race going on or anything. And I'm gonna have to call you back. I mean, it was like a movie, <laughs> and, it, and like he couldn't have been more rude. Like we were looking at, we we're like, well, what's the price on this shirt? He's like, oh, I don't really know. You know, it was yeah, like, yeah. He just wanted yeah. you to get out. Yeah, he wanted us to get out. You know, yeah. like, what is his name? He hippies. He's hippies in here, you know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah. Were you were you, were you wearing uh, Lululemons? Is that how you pronounce it? Lululemons? Lululemons? Lululemons. Lululemon. It took me a while to learn that pronunciation. Please, um, don't. I get enough of it from Anna. Please yeah. don't. You call it Lulu for short, but Lululemon so okay. for you guys listening, like I'm not a snob on it, but obviously there's a sh- one pair of shorts I'd like to wear only. Okay. Because I don't, you know, full disclosure, since the Army I don't wear underwear because, you know, like you sweat. <laughs> you get sweaty underwear, and if it, you're in bad shape, dude, you're talking about chafing, all kinds of weird stuff going yeah. on. So Lululemon has a short called the Pace Breaker, and they've got it in different lengths, like 9-inch lengths, 7-inch length. Mm. But they have a built-in underwear that's odor resist or odor free or odor resistant yeah. or whatever, and um, it's just super comfortable. Like so, all you gotta do is throw the un- the shorts on. The underwear is built in. It's got good pockets. It has one zipper pocket. It's the perfect short, man. They're ex- super expensive. I get a discount from being a for being a CrossFit coach though. This is pretty cool. Um, however. Like if you're looking for a pair of shorts and you <laughs> and you don't like to wear underwear and you like to sweat, like that, if you work, if you and perfect for CrossFit because, you know, sometimes I'll teach a class in the morning I'll work out I get sweaty, yeah I don't want to come all the way home and take a shower, and I'm funky for you know for hours. And look, this is I don't want to, I I hate to interrupt the, Lulu, what is yeah. it Lululemon? Yeah. The pacebreaker commercial. Lulu. This is what lemon. I'll That's say it. this because we've been friends a long time. Yeah, and and now I've been working at Van Zant Coffee. Obviously, you know it's connected to uh, CrossFit Van Zant South. So I've seen. So I knew that you ran the gyms and you've got coaches mm-hmm. and and they teach the class. I had no idea that you essentially work out like six times a day. So those shorts are probably a necessity. Yeah, I don't work out six times a day. Don't lie to these people, Sam. I don't. I I work out one time a day, but <laughs> but you as a coach, you have to demonstrate in front of people. True. Okay. Which if you public speaking in front of a group, you sweat a little bit. Okay. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And then you have to demonstrate the moves. But in one of those classes, I actually am a participant. Okay. And I, and I work out like. But you, you don't. Okay. So then I guess I'll say you don't. Your demonstration is not the full workout, but your demonstration is fully involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. I sweat. I mean, I sweat when I take a dump or when I peel an <laughs> orange. Like, I'm just – I've always heavily sweated. And and <laughs> as a kid, you know, we'd be at a birthday party. <laughs> and the, the other kids' moms would come to me and say, Sam, are you, are you okay? Do you need, to, you need to sit down? You need a glass of water? Because all the other kids are having fun laughing. I am too. But my clothes are completely soaking Just wet soaked. from okay. sweat. It's medical. It's me- <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's a condition. And, and I thought it was like redhead thing, like redheads sweat a lot, you know. Or, but I just I'm just I sweat profusely. Did George pick that up too? Is that he, he sweats a little bit, but I don't think it's anything like mine. Oh, okay. I think I just had I just run a little hot. Um, <laughs> but you know I shower typically I shower twice a day just because I have to change clothes. Because if you don't, you know, you'll get a rash or you'll get, you know, this is gross. Why are we even talking about this? Um, <laughs> but those shorts are badass. Yeah. And, and that's why I've tried. About I've tried the underwear and the bo- boxer shorts. Like, what the hell are those? Boxer shorts. <laughs> My thighs are big. What the hell are those? And, you know, like that boxer short would get up in the thighs and essentially it'd be briefs because uh-huh. they would ride up on me. And Just then with a lot of bunching? It'd bunch up and like, I don't need that in my life. This is now just like a, a gentleman's podcast, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> For you ladies out there, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about girls. So sorry. Brought to you by Modelo, <laughs> yeah. Especial, right. and Lululemon uh, Pacebreakers. 
Well, let's wrap this up. I know you got to go home. You got to get dinner for the fam. Ashley's got dinner made for me. Oh, that sounds awesome. This is our first podcast. Thank you. We're going to do another one soon. Definitely. Uh, um, thanks for getting me back on the horse, <laughs> on the podcast horse. We went and checked cows today. We did a real estate uh, meeting today. It's been a fun time. Thanks, Tanner. Absolutely. Everybody, this is Tanner Lind. He's the manager of Van Zandt Coffee. If you need some coffee, hit him up. Uh, send him a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But more importantly, go to VanZentCoffee.com and order you a bag. We'll ship it to you anywhere in the world. Um, buy sure. s- buy some merch. We've got some ba- – tell us about the new hats that are coming out. Uh, so, we, uh, yeah, we got three different styles, kind of a couple of truckers and then a full hat. Um, they're like the old school duck camo. Yeah. Like the original Marine. Yeah. Um, World War II. Yeah. Freaking uh, storming the beaches in yeah. the Pacific. If you ever went duck hunting with, with your grandpa in the 80s and, and put on walls, coveralls, yeah, it's that camo pattern. They're going to look pretty sweet. Uh, got a couple other new merch things coming up, too. P- pretty excited yeah. about. Anything involving Yeti cups? Uh, we got some Yeti stuff on the way. Okay. Yeah. Thanks right. for yeah. thanks for spooling that. I don't we'll, I don't we'll, we'll throw it out there. <laughs> didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Ideas. Appreciate it. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.